Welcome or welcome back to Lift You Up Inspiring Health Stories. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham. I'm the founder and chief storyteller of TB Media Group. But for the purpose of this podcast, I am your health and happiness matchmaker. Now, before I introduce you to today's guest, you know what I'm going to ask you to do. Go ahead, hit subscribe on YouTube, turn on those notifications, and connect with me on LinkedIn because I love to stay connected with you. Now, today you are going to meet John Frederick. He is a new author. He is a spiritual teacher. And he's also talking about how to overcome challenges and live a life of prosperity, not just in money, but an overall life of prosperity. He's gone through some health challenges that include drug and alcohol abuse and HIV diagnosis and stage four cancer. And he lives what he calls a beautiful and wonderful, fabulous life. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want. It is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. Well, today I'm so excited to meet, calling all the way in from Paris, France, John Frederick. Hi, John. Thanks for being on the show. Tamika, thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be here. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. I know you are an author. And what really stood out to me is you are also a spiritual teacher. So excited to learn more about you, what that means. And let's start by you telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do. The start of this all really is is back in childhood. And um, I was raised in a religion that I just didn't buy into. And um, I had a fairly normal middle class family with our own dysfunctions. And um, I early on got hooked on drugs and alcohol and um, I thought it was great and it was fun and it was fun. And then everybody else went their own ways and I just kept on doing it. And uh, life slowly spiraled downhill uh, over a period of a couple of decades, really. And then in my 30s, I really crashed and burned and um, came out of the closet during that period very inelegantly. And, um, you know, hit, hit a real bottom, hit a real bottom. And I'd always been looking for something spiritual. I'd always been looking for uh, the answers. And I tried to read a lot of philosophy and, and other things, but it's kind of hard when your brain is addled. And um, spoiler alert, I got sober. And um, I stopped and through, through spiritual means, really, through spiritual means, not from medicine, not from psychiatry, not from because I'm a great guy and I'm really smart and intelligent and everything else. I was whipped. I was whipped good. And um, and that really is the start. Um, uh, you know, there are and this is my theme, um, whatever the problem is, uh, there are spiritual answers that augment, supplement, stand under substance means to stand under. Um, everything they they stand under all of all of life and so if we're going to talk about bodily health and mental health which i think that's where we're going to go um you know my piece of the puzzle is uh uh the, the spiritual um understanding that 
the universe is good. I call it God, Allah, Buddha, you know, whatever, great spirit, whatever you want names. It's got lots of names, but it's one energy. And, um, and when we learn how to use it, when we learn how to harness it, when we understand the laws that are operational uh, all the time in every situation, we can start to, to uh, uh, harness them in the right direction. And so what I wanted to do, because I went from in that bottom um, being homeless, fortunately not homeless on the street yet, but homeless nonetheless, and uh, pretty broke and uh, without work and fairly unemployable and uh, bad health um, to great health. I'm 64, I just turned 64. And uh, living in Paris, France, which was always my dream, um, although I didn't even know it at the time, but there were clues. And uh, writing this book, which I hadn't intended to write, um, but came about because I wanted to give this to other people. I want other people to, to uh, have the fabulous, wonderful uh, life and experience that I have, the fabulous health, um, and most importantly, I think, peace of mind. You mentioned that you were looking for answers, and that's what kind of sent you on a, this spiritual journey. Was it that you kind of hit rock bottom, you would say, from you know the drugs and alcohol that you mentioned, or what was it that got you to that point where you were looking for answers? Oh, my 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 drug and alcohol use was a, searching for an for answers, mm -hmm. searching for something else, something more. I knew there was something bigger. I knew this wasn't all there was. Uh, very young age, I had a summer job as a dishwasher and a hotel, and I would go stand out back when they would send me to throw the garbage out, and I would look at the sunset and the beautiful Venus evening star and the moon and the beautiful color, the cerulean blue that speaks to my heart. And um, I just knew there was something more, but I couldn't tap into it. I didn't know uh, how to start that. Um, so hitting bottom actually um, is almost always, not always, but almost always a prerequisite. It's interesting because a lot of people on this show mention that searching for more or maybe searching for their purpose. Um, we talk a lot about that actually, and there's kind of a shift and it could either be some kind of tragic event that has happened to people, a loss. Um, sometimes it's just burnt out from working in the kind of day-to-day -day grind, but a variety of things, but I hear that a lot. And um, for you, when you say looking for answers or feeling like there was something more, is that in all areas of life or was that specifically like you mentioned work or? So yeah, so it was about everything. It was about career, it was work, it was money, it was relationships, it was health, it was, uh, you know, the, the higher callings of, of, of the universe. And so, you know, the, the pain, um, what some people call God, G-O-D, gift of desperation. The gift of desperation that this, nothing I've done is working, this, all my strategies, all my plans and schemes, all my best thinking has put me in this hole. And, you know, help, asking for help is really uh, the turning point when I surrender and ask for help. Um, and then I began, to, people and, and institutions and situations started appearing in my life that brought me in, in the right direction. And I don't think it was random. I mm. think it was um, 
my eagerness to uh, get out of pain, get out of the misery, get out of the hole, and also that I had been seeking all along. And I mean, I, I think we go through that at different stages of life, but we're, I'm feeling like stuck and feeling like, hey, I can't find the answer to this thing. Like I'm looking, like I know there's something there, but I don't know what it is. And then all of a sudden, the answers start kind of just presenting themselves to me. That's what happened to me, at least. And I was just like, I think you have to be in a certain mindset to allow that in. Uh, but I don't want to take it from you. This is more your area. But I felt like just all I, it was very impressive to me. It very, it very much so wowed me to feel like, wow, <laughs> like I just really needed to kind of focus on this a little bit and feel like, hey, this will work out. And all of a sudden, all the answers that I was looking for presented themselves to me. So I definitely want to come back to the metaphysics and what you were going through at that point when you're like, hey, I'm looking for more. You feel like things start being presented them, uh, presenting themselves to you. Um, you mentioned health as well, which I also want to want to touch on, because I'm wondering at what point in all of this journey that it's like you're having this um, kind of spiritual journey, but then, you know, I read in your bio some of the other health challenges you faced. Was, was that all kind of happening at the same time? I know you had a, a cancer diagnosis. Well, yeah, that's that's later. Um, that's sort of like the, the cherry on the Sunday to, to show me the cancer diagnosis was in 2016 to kind of show me that all the stuff that I had been working on and talking about and teaching and practicing mm -hmm. wasn't BS. It actually works. I'm like, why do I need this cancer diagnosis? Don't I, haven't I had enough? And right. it was like, no, you need to really manifest health in a very serious situation. It was stage four lymphoma wow. um, to, to show to myself and hopefully to other people, hey, I survived it. Not only did I survive it, I thrive through it and you can too and here's how chronic drug and alcohol use and cigarette smoking really puts a a, a hurting on your body over time and um on top of that uh having come out of the closet and and the early in the late 80s early 90s um and being pretty wanton and very careless i contracted hiv and diagnosed in 1996. I'd already been sick for quite a while at that point. And, but I had this spiritual underpinning that was just starting, but it was, it was powerful. And so instead of panicking, instead of falling apart, instead of going back to the, the drugs and alcohol in despair, um, the thought came to me that wasn't a John thought, which was, what do you do now? What do you do next? Well, the next thing was to get a doctor. So I got an allopathic, you know, Western medicine doctor. He took me to a retreat in New Jersey. And this retreat was for people with HIV AIDS. And I thought it was going to be all about how to handle social services, how to handle doctors and insurance forms and practical, right? Well, it was practical, but it was none of that. It was all spiritual uh, healing. And we did a, a healing ceremony, a grieving ceremony for people we had lost that just wrenched the tears right up out of you. And we did mask making and we had a presenter, this man named John Calvi, who's a released Quaker. John lives in a shack in, in a, a, huff, a, a hut in uh, Vermont in the woods without any electricity. And he's a Quaker and he's been released from his congregation 
to go do work in the world. And he works with two groups of people. He works with tortured people who have been tortured, torture victims, and people with HIV AIDS in, in their healing, in their healing journey. And John was our first presenter. And I went to that retreat for many years after and then ended up becoming part of the staff on the retreat, but that's another story. So I went to this retreat and then I went to another fellowship uh, spiritual thing out on the tip of Cape Cod in Provincetown. And I went with a friend who was also HIV positive. And at the time I knew I needed to start medications. And what you hear about people, what you hear from people about these medications, same thing you hear from people about the chemotherapy drugs. It's poison. It's worse than the disease. The side effects are horrible. Oh, you lose weight, you lose your hair. You, you just hear all these horror stories. And guess what? You know, for many, many, many people, those are true. And I was scared. I was really scared to start taking the HIV drugs. And I was whining on about it in the back of the car on the way back from Provincetown. And my friend is a big, big queen, and I'll just be straight up about it. And he got, he had enough. Oh, shut up, Mary, he said. <laughs> I'm taking, and he named the three drugs that he was taking, Epivir, Zeret, and Crixivan. He says, I'm taking these three drugs. They're working great. And at that moment, in the backseat of his car, there's a line in the Bible peace that passes all understanding. You can't explain it. It came over me in that instant. And there was no question in my mind that that's exactly what I was going to take. And it was going to be fine. And I was going to be fine. And I went to my doctor the next week. I said, I'm taking Epivir, Zeret, and Crixivan. Write the script. Have a nice day. And I've been taking an HIV med, that's 1997, six. And they're not toxic to me because I had this thing going on where I took those pills and I denied that all those stories I heard. Mm -hmm. And I said, these things are gonna work a thousand times better than normal without any side effects whatsoever. Thank you, God. And I'd pop them. And, um, that's my story. I believe we talk ourselves into illness and healing. I think we talk ourselves into side effects. I walk a very fine line between what I'm saying and blaming the victim. To me, that's what I call spiritual malpractice. You don't say to people, oh, well, you wouldn't have those side effects if you just thought correctly. That's, that's really dangerous and very inappropriate. What I'm saying, this is how I processed and perceived and manifested um, a, a journey of healing uh, that was quite powerful medically and quite powerful spiritually at the same time. I took those things out of the law. These are not toxic. These are life-giving. And believing that wholeheartedly um, that's true. You're already, you mentioned at that point, um, have, have this spiritual underpinning, I think is the word that you used. How does this all lead to you becoming a spiritual teacher? I wish and I knew. What, and and <laughs> sometimes it's like, I don't know, right? <laughs> but, and, and I guess what, 
what it what does that mean to be a spiritual teacher? <clears throat> I wish I knew. Um, I'm a big follower and reader, and and um, I facilitate. I don't teach. I facilitate uh, a group of uh, another spiritual path called the Course in Miracles, and that book came to me in 1990, and I didn't know what to do with it. It's it's an extremely thick book. That's the Course in Miracles. Mm -hmm. um, it was scribed, not written by a, 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 a agnostic Jewish uh, clinical psychiatrist named Helen Shookman in the 70s at Columbia University. <clears throat> and it has, a, it has lots in there, lots and lots in there. It's a thick book. But one of the things it says is to have peace, teach peace to learn it. The way to learn something is to teach it. Mm. And so from that mindset, I want prosperity and abundance. I want good health. I want joy. I want a wealth of friends. I want to live in Paris. I, I um, have a lot of things on my bucket list, some of which I've accomplished and some of which are, you know, they're, they're being prepared for me. Um, so I became a spiritual teacher because I needed to learn these things. Uh, and the best I can understand is, is watching the other people who are a little farther down the path from me, learning from them and asking them questions and going back to that early thing that I said was so important, asking for help, asking for help. I don't know how to do this. I'm confused. I have what I call my spiritual board of directors and most of them are on this planet, but some of them are in other realms. And um, uh, yeah, they, they are there for me. They are there. They have my best interests at heart and, and they, they guide me and they, um, they uh, help me in my dilemmas. Because as much as I've learned and as much as I've grown, I have, I have dilemmas, sometimes big ones. And they're the ones that confuse me. And they're the ones that I, I can't see the answer. For you, you can tell me your stuff and I can help guide you, but it's not mine. That's why it's so much easier. Um, I need that as well. So uh, uh, I wrote this book. It wasn't planned. Prosperity Now, 12-Week Journey to the Life of Your Dreams. Lovely cover. Mm -hmm. Because a friend of mine, who you may know, um, Vanessa asked me to, to give her some ideas about how I was living this wonderful, fabulous life. And so I started writing and working and reading and we talked and it grew and grew and grew. Um, I brought it back to the States, uh, to the, the spiritual community that I'm a part of, the unity movement. And uh, at the unity church, many of them are churches, many of them are spiritual centers and offered it as a course. And so we were going through this 12 week course that kind of sprung up. And out of uh, no, out of this conversation with our friend, and then um, people said this needs to be a book, and there happened to be somebody there who had written a book and had it edited and published, and so she connected me to her editors, and that's what resulted out of this is the Prosperity Now book, which is available on Amazon and some bookstores have it. Uh, basically, what I wanted to do, which was to bottle. The, the, the 
the wonderful stuff that I use in my life and my, on a daily basis and give it to people. And I don't charge anything. I don't charge for my groups. I don't charge for uh, the books. The book costs money, but I don't uh, charge to spend time with people on Zoom, uh, either one-on-one -on -one or in a group, because um, I want people to have this. It's, it's too precious to be sold. So tell us some of the highlights then about how you're, well, tell us one about the wonderful, fabulous life you're living and two, some of those highlights that led you to living the wonderful, fabulous life that you're living. Well, um, the, 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 this putting the plug in the jug was really the, the beginning of the, of, of that. I've been searching for a while. Um, part of this book is, and I got permission from the, program to do it is using the 12 steps of recovery. Many people are familiar with those. Uh, even if you're not in that realm, you've heard of it. Uh, AA, Al-Anon, uh, ACOA, uh, Narcotics Anonymous, there's many A's. Um, and the first step is surrender. And the second step is coming to some kind of understanding that there's greater forces out there that, that have our best interests at heart. And then really the rest of the life journey is turning, turning, turning everything over to that force. Um, at that time, I wasn't looking for a church. I wasn't looking to go to any kind of spiritual community, but a friend of mine kept kind of just gently saying, you might like to go, you might like to go. And so one Sunday we went to the service just before Easter and I never left. I went ever since I'm a strong member of that community. I've been on the board, eight, I was on the board for eight years. Um, uh, right around that time, a friend of mine, one of my dearest friends who is on my spiritual board of directors, even though she's passed away, um, I was sitting in her office one day. She said, oh, I got to go see Tony. I need a tune-up. I thought she was talking about her car. I said, what's wrong with your car? Oh, he's not, not my mechanic. He's my therapist. I've seen him for years, but <clears throat> now I just go when I need a tune-up something, not John, said, give me his number. I got his number. I went to see him. This is the best therapist on the planet, bar none. And he works with angels and he works with the little kids inside that are all messing around, uh, trying to take control of the, of the wheel, of the bus. And, um, and he gets it. He, he hones right in on the truth. He hones right in on, on, the, the core of the issue. And I've seen him, this is 96, and I still see him. I call him every two weeks. We have a phone therapy session still. Um, so I found this spiritual community. I, I found this, uh, this marvelously spiritually connected uh, psychotherapist. And then I got the HIV diagnosis. So all these things that were in place at that time. Um, so I didn't panic. I didn't fall apart. I said, what's next? And I got the doctor. And then I talked to this guy and he said, come with me on this spiritual retreat. And I went on the spiritual retreat and the other retreat. Um, there's a massage school in our community. And one of my friends taught there and she says, come talk to my pathology class about HIV AIDS. And so I would go there and give this 40 minute shtick about my spiritual journey and spiritual healing and the modality of massage is really about conversation with the masseuse and the patient, the client on the table and, and 
where there's blocked energy, where there's tightness, where there's resistance, um, and helping to free that, helping to loosen that, helping to move fluids. Um, acupuncture, I, I've used that extensively, especially when I had the cancer in 2016. Uh, chiropractic care, amazing. I had the worst back in the world when I was 30. I was falling apart. I couldn't walk when my sciatica would flare up. I haven't had that in decades. Um, and uh, on and on and on, you know, the, the, the resources are there when you're ready. Mm -hmm. um, and but most people, sad to say, aren't ready. They want to be ready, maybe they think they're ready. Uh, but I'm telling you, pain is pain is the touchstone of spiritual awakening. So when you say spiritual awakening, because somebody may hear this and say, okay, I've heard spiritual community, psychotherapist, um, and a spiritual retreat. And, but what does that really look and feel like? Because, because someone may say, hey, I have a therapist. Hey, I go to church and that's my spiritual community. And they might say, hey, I'm not, living this wonderful, fabulous life? That is the answer. There's the answer. You just put the answer into the question. Is it working? I have a prayer life and I do it. And then I'll be doing it and I'll realize it's not working anymore. It's stale. It's old. It's become habit and rote. And I got to shake it up. And see, here's the thing, and this is a lot of what I teach in the prosperity now, we can do it consciously or unconsciously. And if we do it unconsciously, eventually the universe will say, wake up, and it'll send the HIV. <laughs> That's what happened. It wasn't, a, 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 none of this stuff came to hurt me. It all came to wake me up. So. You know, I, I used this analogy just the other day. I'm not a woodworker, but when you're working on a table and you're got your planks there and, and your wood and you run your hand along it and you get a splinter, that's where you need to sand. That's the rough spot that needs to be smoothed out. That's all these things are. This is saying this is the rough spot that needs to be smoothed out, John. Do something, fix it, move, leave the job. Mm. So every time you feel like you've been woken up by something, what do you feel as though has been the message or the outcome of that? What did you smooth out? Um, well, two, three, two, three, four parts to that. Um, I don't consider that I smooth it out. I allow the universe, God, the energy to, to smooth it out. What I do is stop resisting. And once that happens, the tragedy, the, the, the bad news turns sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly into a blessing. Um, the HIV, I keep going back to that because it is so impactful and powerful. Um, you know, all right, what do I need to do? I need to get a doctor, got the doctor. I need to go on these spiritual retreats. I need to not die. Whoa, you know, because I got 42 T cells and my viral load is through the roof. Um, I need to start taking the meds. I'm scared to take the meds. Well, 
there's a spiritual solution here. I'm searching for it. I'm searching for it. I'm searching for it. And then the answer comes and this peace comes over me and I'm dead certain this is going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Um, there used to be these vultures because they thought you were dying. They would buy your life insurance policy and pay you 60%, 70%, 70 cents on the dollar, whatever, because they thought you're going to live six more months and then they could collect a windfall. So I sold a life insurance policy. They still send me cards. I'm telling you, this is 25 years later. They still send me cards. How you doing? Smiley face. Oh, I'm my good. Gosh. Thanks. You know, bad, 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 bad investment on this one anyway. Um, you know, part of my journey in, in prosperity now is learning to see it right. And learning to see it right, there's a line in the Bible that says a couple of places, um, don't judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. So the appearance is this is awful. This is a tragedy. The right judgment in my understanding and what works for me this is what works for me okay why are you here to teach me what are you here to teach me this guy that took me to the retreat asked me that really harsh boy i did not want to hear this why did you ask this virus into your life why did you call this to your why did you call this to your soul to yourself what's what's going on what's the death wish and i i know i was a victim you know playing that small little violin. Um, I'm, I, it's not my fault, but he, he said it in a way that I was receptive to hear it. So I woke up and I heard, no, you're not a victim um, of this. And so now I get to see it right. And I, when I see it right, um, through, through eyes of faith, I haven't even used that word yet. This is really what I'm talking about is, is faith, in the goodness of God, in the goodness of the universe, in the power of, of, of spiritual um, forces that are here ready, willing, and able to help us once we're asking for help and, 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 and uh, pointing ourselves in the right direction, once we stop digging in that hole. And then all of a sudden the, the problem becomes a uh, it's an old cliche, you know, the stumbling block becomes a stepping stone mm -hmm. up to a higher level. Um, it's, it's a sublime journey. I would say to anybody who's struggling, who's having difficulty in any area of their life, stop and just breathe, just pause, just sit there and be, and go really in and, and get rid of all these preconceptions and, and ideas and, and the churning mind. The churning mind is never going to give us an answer. And in there, there's an intuition, a little voice, it never shouts, and it, it will tell you what, what's the next step to do. It won't tell you the whole thing. It'll just tell you what's next to do. Go do the dishes, which I had to do before I, before I got on here. Um, make that phone call. Uh, call that person and apologize. Um, so whatever that intuition is telling you, do it. Do it right then and there. John, I'd like to leave this on a health tip, um, health or wellness, um, that usually I ask for one that is um, something that people, actionable, that people could implement in their lives right now. That's a tough one. Um, 
because a lot of what I'm talking about is may, may seem so esoteric, but it's really practical. Do your best to get out of that churning mind, put on some meditative music, sit quietly, get in a warm bath, sink in, chill, and listen. Listen for the answer. It's there. It's going to say it, something's going to come out of this. Um, and you can do it in any number of ways. Uh, I work with a guy, Robert Moss, who's a dream teacher, and he's got lots of ways to, to awaken this mind. One is he calls it bibliomancy. Just go to a book, open the book, pick a number, pick a number of the page and number of the line and go to the, any random book and page 34, line 15. And there's your answer. You can do that. There's lots of ways to do it. Um, and then the, the important thing, and he teaches this with his dream work. I do a lot of dream work. Um, you have to honor the dream. If you hear that voice say, call mom. If you hear that voice say, go to the doctor. If you hear that voice say, uh, go buy vegetables instead of French fries. You have to honor it. You have to honor it because it will stop talking to you. It won't, it won't stop talking to you, but it, the, the, the channel will, will be harder. You have to honor the dream. You have to honor the, the, the guidance. Um, and, and then it will get easier. And then the voice will be clearer and, and the path will open up. And, and this is a wonderful way of life. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see what's next. <laughs> I love that. Honor the dream. I will definitely make a note of that. Um, and lastly, tell everyone one more time the name of the book, where we can find it, and also where we can find you, connect with you, and learn more about you as well. Prosperity Now, A 12-Week Journey to the Life of Your Dreams is on Amazon in softcover and Kindle. Um, and in certain bookstores or go to your local bookstore, I believe in um, uh, independent local bookstores and ask for it. Uh, my website, it's a little long, but um, maybe you can put it in the, the blog stuff, prosperitynowlifeofdreams.com. And there's some of my talks on there. Uh, I'm not the best marketer, I will confess. I'm not the best <laughs> marketer of my stuff. Um, but the website, I bought a computer so I could edit it a little better. Um, prosperitynowlifeofdreams.com. Awesome. We'll make sure to link to that below in the show notes. Any social media for you? I've got a YouTube <laughs> channel. There's not much on there. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Someday. Yeah. Well, John, this has been truly great. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences, being so open about your experiences as well, and sharing some valuable knowledge on how we can all stop resisting and honor the dream. Tamika, thank you for having me. I hope I helped somebody. I know um, I got a lot out of it just being honored to be here. So thanks again thank from you. Paris, France. Make sure you go below, find John's website below to learn more about him, his journey, and his 12 steps to prosperity, as well as where you can find the book. So that's all below in the show notes. Connect with him. Connect with me if you haven't already. I'm all the places, but I'd really love if you connect with me on LinkedIn and YouTube. I'd hate for you to miss out because we come back with new episodes each and every week. So until I see you back next week, because I know I'll see you then, stay happy. Stay healthy.